0: And good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is play-by-play coming to you live on this Thursday. Casey Gisclair here wishing you all a wonderful day. So far, we've got a fun and busy show coming your way. We'll be live until 1 o'clock, as we always are, here on KLEB. But guess what? Got a secret to tell. And it's a secret that I'm telling one day earlier than I normally tell it. It's game day! In Southeast Louisiana, we're fired up. We're ready to roll. We've got South Lafouche. We've got Ellender. It's game day in Louisiana, and we're ready to roll. We've got Tarpons. We've got Patriots. We've got Senior Night. We've got Explosive Playmakers. We've got Carson Ogeron. We've got Jacob Kira, Luke Sanimo, uh, Abram Berg, Camden Berg. We've got guys that will be flying around all over the field. We cannot wait to bring you game day. From South Lafouche High School today, Tarpons and the Patriots, and we lead off right there. Yesterday, right around after we got off of the air, I got a call from Coach Brian Kiley who said, "Yep, today's game or um, Friday's game has been moved to Thursday. It'll now be a Thursday game because of the weather." Um, interesting uh, decision. I don't see a whole lot of rain in the forecast for tomorrow. I do see a lot Saturday morning. Better to be safe than sorry. Better to get the game in than not. So I, I understand that. But now it means that we've got to move up our calendar, a full 24 hours, and we've got to adjust, and we're going to treat this almost like a Friday show. We've got Jesse Turner coming in the next segment. He's the Ellender football coach. At 1145, we'll have him. We've got Butch Terrio of Homa Christian will be joining us at noon. We've got Chris Dugat joining us at 1230. In between Butch and Chris, we'll be talking some Saints, some LSU, maybe some Thursday night football and everything in between. So let's start off by breaking down the South Lafusian ellender matchup, a game that you'll be able to hear right here on KLEB with myself doing play-by-play and Coach Brian Colley doing color. First and foremost, if you're just a casual high school sports fan and you don't listen to this show every day and you've just maybe stumbled onto it now because you want to hear my thoughts about Ellender or whatever it may be, flush all of the preconceived notions that you have about the Ellender football team. Like down the drain, completely down the drain. This is an Ellender team that in years past had been undisciplined, had been undermanned, had been unable to play high-level football for sustained periods. They could do all of those things now. This is a team that's got dudes that could fly all over the field. This is a team that can run it and can throw it. This is a team that plays out with the exception of last week where they kind of struggled and Vanderbilt left them that plays pretty damn good defense. One of the big keys to today's game for South LaFouche and Ellender is which team is going to impose their style of football onto the other. Because if this is a, we're playing a ton of possessions Quick strike offense, explosive plays type game. Ellender's going to blow South LaFouche so far out of the water that, you know, it'll be over by the third quarter. But if this is a slower paced, South LaFouche is not giving up big plays, going on 10, 12, 13 play offensive drives, controlling the clock, they've got a chance in this one. The thing that the Tarpons have to do today is, A, they've got to corral Royal Williams, the explosive playmaking receiver for Ellender, who has 45 catches, 974 yards, and 12 touchdowns this season. One of the best receivers in the area, if not one of the best receivers in the state. He's explosive. He could do whatever. But they've also got to make Ellender quarterback Cade Atkins uncomfortable. Atkins is just a sophomore. He's 99 of 201 on the season, 16 touchdowns, seven interceptions. He's got 1,691 yards passing. He's actually had a great year so far, especially for a sophomore. But under pressure and under duress, he's not the same player as he is when he's under the pocket. I mean, in the pocket, you know, and has time to throw. And understandably so. I mean, he's a sophomore, he's like 15. So can South LaFouche generate pressure? And with that pressure, can they force him to throw the ball maybe sooner than he would want to? And when he throws the ball sooner than he wants to, can you maybe slide a safety in front of one of those long passes and maybe pick one off? Or can you maybe on a third and 11, when they're throwing the long fly to Williams, can you maybe get off of the field and have it fall incomplete? Those will be the things. When South LaFouche has opportunities to get off the field tonight defensively, it just has to happen. They have to get off the field when they have opportunities to do so. It's a non-negotiable. That's the first key. The second key, can you stop Xavier Bryant, the Ellender running back who has 565 yards rushing on the season and eight touchdowns? Because if you can't, they're going to be playing second and four, third and one, they're going to be ahead of the chains and it's going to be a long night. So Defensively, those are the two keys. Can you slow down Williams enough and make Atkins uncomfortable enough while also bottling the run? On the flip side, on the other side of the ball, can you score points while sustaining time of possession? Because against St. Louis, you had the ball almost the whole first half, but you weren't scoring getting in the red zone, stalling out, giving up a sack, giving up a busted assignment on a jet sweep, getting thrown for a 10-yard loss, um, going forward on fourth down, you're not converting. And Look, it don't matter if you go from your 20 to their 20 if you don't score. So the Tarpons tonight, if they want to have that sustained methodical offensive approach, which I think will be successful for them, when you get close, you have to get eight points every time. And I'm saying eight points because we all know the situation. You're likely not kicking and you're not likely not going to be successful kicking if you try it. So those are the big keys. Can you finish drives? Can you stay ahead of the chains tonight so that you can finish drives? And then the last thing is, Coach Gouser, if you're listening, you're your special teams crew, just kick the ball out of bounds, dude. Like, I don't... I don't know the answer. And I'm saying kick the ball out of bounds. Ellender could just make them re-kick it, I guess. But you can't kick it to zero back there. He's going to be a return man. Ellender makes so many explosive plays in special teams. Just pop it up. um, Squib kick. You're going to be surrendering some field position. I get that. But you can't kick it to zero back there. Vanderbilt tried once. Got burned. They didn't do it again the rest of the game. Heck... Some of the up backs on the squib kicks were returning the ball. They've got too many play playmakers, too much speed. You can't kick it to zero back there under any circumstances. I don't know what the special team's plan is going to be, but they better have something creative to come up with or they're going to be surrendering some big plays in that phase of the game. Can't wait. Be a whole lot of fun. Tonight, in general, will be a whole lot of fun. We're going to have our ball game. We're going to have after the lights. We're going to be detailing... A lot of action around the state of Louisiana. We've got several games that are going to be played Um, tonight. You got Central Lafourche and Hanville that'll be played tonight. You got Vanderbilt will be playing tonight against Assumption. A lot of the games on the calendar have gotten moved because of the threat of inclement weather. And week nine matchups will be happening one day early around the state of Louisiana. So we've got the game six thirty. Uh, pregame seven o'clock kickoff. We've got after the lights presented by Grand Dow Shipyard, which will be oh about ten fifteen minutes after the game. And we look forward to seeing some fireworks. We look forward to seeing some explosive plays. We look forward to seeing two pretty damn good teams locking horns against one another. Tarpons have an opportunity to maybe knock Ellender out of the playoffs. For them to get into the playoffs, it'd be a little bit of a long shot. Um, but they've certainly got a chance to knock Ellender out tonight if they could get a victory. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to Jesse Turner with the their Patriots. We'll ask him about his team's game plan and strategy as we're just, oh, about eight hours away from kickoff. It's play-by-play here on KLEB. We'll be right back after this.
1: The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM.
2: Here's Daily Hope with Pastor Rick Warren. Did you know that in this book, the Bible, there are over 7,000 promises from God to you. If you want to be a man of faith, if you want to be a woman of faith, you need to become a promised person. You need to know these promises. You need to write some of them down on cards. You need to memorize them so that when you're starting to feel overwhelmed, you can remember, oh yeah, but God has promised, da, 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 da and you can say it. And so What he does is he said, God, I know who you are. You're a big God. And God, I know what you've done in the past. You've helped me through all my other tough times. And God, you've promised to take care of me in the future. I'm asking you to do what you say you do. Keep your promise. Fulfill your character. I'm gonna focus on you.
3: Hear more from
2: Rick Warren at PastorRick.com. As a father of triplet girls, State Representative Tanner McGee defended our conservative family values in the legislature. Now, he wants to bring those same values to the Court of Appeal. A respected attorney with over a decade of legal experience, Tanner McGee will be a judge who upholds the Constitution, defends the rule of law, and protects our families from violent criminals, just like he protects his own. Tanner McGee for Judge. Paid for by the Friends of Tanner McGee.
4: It's views like home. If
5: your business needs serious hustle, our internet has plenty. Switch to Rev Business All-Fiber Internet with fiber optic velocity close to the speed of light. Sign up and get three months free and 30% off. Build your plan at Let'sRev.biz. Let's Rev. Whoever said you can't have it all, never had internet that could do it all. Switch to Rev. No contracts, no data caps, no nonsense. It's the high-speed internet you need. Build your plan at Let'sRev.com. Let's rev. Heather
6: Hendricks here, your candidate for LaFouche Parish Judge Division A. Everyone votes in this race from the Fouchon to the St. John community, up, down, and across the bayou. I've been your prosecutor for eight and a half years, trying over 100 jury and judge trials with federal, state, and local experience. Before practicing law, I was an eighth grade teacher in the public schools for 11 years. So remember, Heather Hendricks for judge. Early voting begins October 25th, and the election is November 8th. Paid for by the committee to elect Heather Hendricks. Tonight
7: on on KLAB,
0: we have South Lafouche against Ellender, and we can't wait to bring that one to you all tonight. We go to the phone lines, and we have one half of that coaching matchup. Ellender football coach Jesse Turner, who's on the line. Coach, good morning, man. How are you?
8: I'm doing good, man. Doing good. Ready game day. Um, Couldn't ask for nothing more. So, yeah, I'm doing good
0: today. No doubt, man. Look, you guys are taking on South LaFouche going down the bayou. And, look, uh, we we were talking about this in the first segment of the show. Uh, This is a playoff game for your team, man. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. To get into the postseason and have a chance to get into the postseason, you guys have to win tonight. I'm sure there's a little bit of a different feeling in the air, and I'm sure the kids are a little extra jacked up.
8: And that's the approach. Uh that's the approach this week, man. We uh actually when we met Monday, you know, we took a tough loss to Vanderbilt uh this past week and we had to make some adjustments. But I told the guys in the locker room is it's basically championship football now. Um we actually if we win this game, uh we can actually play for a district championship against Lutcher week ten. You know, we only have one loss and uh feel like if we beat them, you know, we'll be co district champs or you know how we wanna do it. But so right now we are just in championship mode and uh we made some adjustments on the back end. Uh, some of the guys got to go both ways for us um, this week. And, uh, you know, we, we definitely got to take care of business tonight. And if uh, we do that, we still have opportunity to get in the playoffs as well. So uh, we're focused, we're locked in, and uh, I think we will play better this week for sure.
0: Coach, I was at your game against Vanderbilt, and, and defensively they were just giving you guys some issues. You know, they, they were running it, and, but they were also having some success throwing it as well. You guys had played some really good defense this season, but what went wrong with you last Friday?
8: Well, Vanderbilt, well, you know, they got some good, good coaches over there. They identified that we had, uh, you know, a couple of freshmen, uh, you know, in the secondary, and uh, you know, they they exploited it and, and they exposed us. Um, and you know, they got a good running back in, in Coleman, and once he got going, um, any 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 good running back, and once they get going, it's hard to stop them. Um, so that's pretty much it. all that built up. And uh, you know, so again, this week we try to make adjustments on that back end, try to get those guys a little bit more experience. That uh, definitely have practice, put them in different situations and things like that. But we will go both ways on that end as well. Um, but you know, we all are two safety, senior safeties for the rest, remainder of the season. So we just got to make adjust, make adjustments, and next man up.
0: Is there any concern about fatigue, man? I know coaches are usually kind of split on that. It's like they, they want to avoid going both ways until they have to because they're afraid, yeah. you know, hey, man, you, we might tire down or break down.
8: Right. And, and you said it just now. You want to avoid, avoid it until you have to. And in case, man, i would be honest, the time is now. Yeah. Uh, like you say, we, we definitely got to win. It's a must win for us tonight. Um, you know, and, we, and we're not saying they're going to go uh, both ways 100%, but, you know, the situation. We definitely will get those guys out there because at the end of the day, like you say, it's winner go home for us. And um, you know, we're gonna put our best guys out there, and then we're gonna give us we'll give us the best shot to to be successful tonight. And that's that's we're gonna be on the field.
0: What's the health of your crew like, man? Against Assumption, you guys got pretty nicked up, and then Vanderbilt, you guys yeah. had some guys missing, and you said you know hey, you still got a few that are out. I'm sure you guys are still a little bit beat up, huh?
8: Yeah, Assumption was a tough game for us, even though we won. Uh, we we lost you know our defensive MVP uh, of last year, Cody Smith. Uh, you know he's a safety, he's a senior for us, and and we count on him a lot, not just in the passing game, but you know run support as well. You know he, he and that, you know that's how he got injured, sticking his head in there, man, and uh, he actually got to have neck surgery, and uh, as well as Brandon Harris, another safety for us. Uh, he uh had a uh, he broke his arm, so he had surgery, so he he's looking to be out the remainder of the year as well. Um, so you know just those two guys were two important pieces man you talk about seniors who who uh you know put their heart into this program who, who leaders inside and outside the locker room so just not having them on that back end is, is an adjustment for everybody um so but other than that man uh you know we're okay we're, we're not in, in perfect health you know it's, it's week nine so we we got, you know, no knickknack knack injuries other places as well, but at the end of the day, man, they got to be a next-man-up mentality. And, you know, some guys got to go both ways so we can, you know, fill those, fill those
0: holes. B.J. Young has a very uh, complex offense. The Tarpons do a lot of different yeah. things. They've got Carson osier on back, and he's running it, and he's throwing it. What are some of the challenges you guys are expected to face on the defensive end tonight against the Tarpons offense?
8: I feel like if we align to those little funky formations, I like to call them. Uh, if we align <laughs> to them right, I, I believe that you know we will be okay. Um, you know they like to do a lot of a lot of things. I do think they would try. You know, like some trick plays because um, I, I do think they're coached well. I'm looking at the film; they're coached well, but they, they're in a situation where you know they're not looking to get in the playoffs right now. You know, they they're way behind. So with that being said, we you know the the, the pressure on us. So. I'm pretty sure they were they're gonna come out tonight doing a whole bunch of different things, but we just gotta stay disciplined and we gotta just continue to do our job, and that's the most important thing. And uh, you know, last week I, I, we were watching that film just guys just not doing their job, and and we 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 really just harping on that this week. And if I feel like if we do that, I think we'll be okay.
0: Vanderbilt last week was and and I said on Saturday morning, it was almost like they were playing punt block, really. They were just sending the house, was one on one everywhere, they were trying to rush the throw. And you know, just hoping to throw the timing off. And you guys hit some of them, but they did throw the timing off enough to make the you know the ball underthrown or overthrown. And how do you guys combat that? You know, maybe with a little misdirection or something to just kind of get by a little bit of extra time for your quarterback back there.
8: Yeah, you're right. A little misdirection, a little you know, just a be a little bit more creative on that end. But we gotta we gotta run the ball effectively. You know, that's been our Achilles heel this whole this whole year. Um, you know, we we'll we'll carry the ball a lot, but we won't be productive, as, you know, as much as we have in the past. Uh, you know, some of those games we have like 17 carries, but we only finishes finish the game. Our start running back have 17 carries, but only finish with 50 or less. You know what I'm saying? So we just got to be more effective in that in that area. And I think you know, if you can run the ball, and I do think we got a great running back, a pretty good pretty good one. Um, it kind of slows those guys up because if they rush up field. Uh, and they miss one assignment, man. He can hit his head on the goalpost. So I challenged my my old lineman and my running back. All right, this is this is the week that we got to turn on. If we want to make it to the playoffs. We got to be able to run the ball. So this is that statement game. We got to be able to run the ball, um, control that clock a little bit more, and you know just keep those chains moving. And that's all about running the football. So I believe that we we are able to do that is uh, slow those guys up a little bit, along with some other creative things that we got uh, planned tonight. Uh, I think we'll be okay.
0: Roy Williams is such an explosive player. He's got almost 1,000 yards receiving on the season. He's got more than 1,000 yards all-purpose this season. He's got 12 receiving touchdowns. Look, man, the opponents know you're trying to get the ball to zero, but they can't stop you guys from getting the ball to zero because of some things that you guys do, and then also just his sheer athletic ability. Boy, he's a special special player, isn't he?
8: He's so special. And The tough thing about him, he can go in the backfield, and he can get those carries. He can run between the tackles. Uh, he can win the one on one balls. He can go across the middle. There's so many things that you can do when zero's on the field. And you know, to be honest, I was uh, me and my offensive coordinator uh, met this week, and I, I felt like we could have gotten the ball more, especially that you know those that first quarter. They was playing man to man with him the first quarter, and you know the first time, the first drive we scored, we scored with just him on a, on a vertical route. Um, but then we stopped going to him the next two possessions, and it was still playing man to man. So that that's one thing that if if they're gonna give it to us, if they're gonna play our best guy man and man, we're gonna, we're gonna give it to them. Period. Um, so, but he, he, he's a, he's a special guy. He's a special guy. And the thing that I love about Royal is that it's not just during the game. If you if you, if anybody just come and watch him practice, he, he, he he's just a joy to be around. He's a joy to coach. He's a, he's, a, he's a fabulous young man, and and he's reaping the benefits of everything that he put in right now. So, for me, it's like I could tell my freshman who's walking out, I could tell Jaden Carter, you know, the reason why Roy Williams is, you know, produ- producing the way he is because watch watching him at practice, watch when he catches the ball and he finishing through the end zone, Watch him in the locker room just having a, having a blast with his teammates, not arguing with his teammates, or none of that. You know what I'm saying? so he, he's just a pleasure, and, you know, I, I, I want to finish this season off with a bang for him for sure.
0: Last question before we let you go. You're coming down the bay, taking on South Lafourche and Galleano. What are some keys to victory? What are some things the Patriots got to do well tonight to get a win?
8: Driving to the solid food district game is always tough. We just got to stay composed for sure. You know, coaches and players as well. And just again, uh, focus on the little things. Make sure we just execute, knowing our timing and doing our job, tackling and blocking. And I think we'll be successful.
0: Sounds like a winner. Thanks so much for the time. See you tonight, buddy. All right, man. See you. Yep, that is Coach Jesse Turner with the Ellender Patriots doing a great job. They've got playmakers all over the field, but they've also got great structure, as he said a second ago, that gets the ball to those playmakers all over the field. Look, it's one thing to just line up five wide and tell everybody to run a go route. Well, you know, in years past, Ellender would maybe try to do some of those things and they would get their quarterback sacked or they would turn it over. But no, they've got a great offensive structure. Tonight, if you're going to the game, you're going to see them run it. You're going to see them throw it short with some little screens. You're going to see them throwing some slants and some hitches and some hooks. And then you're also going to see them just saying, you know what? It's one-on-one. We're just throwing it as far as we can. Our playmaker is going to go make a play. So they hit short, intermediate, and long. They run. They block well. They tackle well. Like, this is a sound football team. This is going to be a big challenge for South LaVouche tonight. And I, I said it in the first segment. I'll say it again. One of the big keys, you got to find a way to slow zero down. Royal Williams, you got to find a way if he has, you know, 250 yards receiving, like you ain't got a shot. But if you could limit him to 6, 7 catches for 80, 90 yards, hey, maybe you got an opportunity there. Jesse just said in his in his interview, "Hey, we're going to try to run the ball more." So that'll put a big emphasis on the Tarpon defensive line to try to get some stops there, get them behind the chains there, force them into some obvious passing situations, and we'll see how it all shakes up. For an Ellender team that, as we said earlier in the show, and as we said when we were talking with Jesse, they have to win today to make it to the postseason. If they want any shot, they have to win today. And as Jesse also said, they're still in play for the district championship. They beat South Lafouche tonight. They beat Lutcher next Friday. They're going to clinch a share. So ellender has got a ton to play for. South Lafouche is just kind of playing for pride, trying to finish the year strong for their senior group, build some momentum for the offseason. Should be a fun matchup, and we'll see how it shakes out. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to Butch Terrio at Home of Christian. The Warriors are having a strong season, a uh, a rebuilding season where they have made a lot of progress and they have done a lot of things to try to change the culture and the vibe around that program. Butch has done an excellent job with that. We'll ask him about all of that and more in the next segment. It's play-by-play here on KLEB.
1: The French Connection,
2: the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. There are a lot of reasons Tanner McGee spent the last seven years fighting for families in the legislature, but there are three that stand above the rest. Julia, Grace, and Kate. As a father of triplet girls, Tanner believes the most important things we can give our children is a loving home and a safe community. That's why he served in the legislature and why with over a decade of legal experience, Tanner McGee will be a judge our families can depend on. Paid for by the friends of Tanner McGee.
9: Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection. Or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000.
10: Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving LaFouche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins, Onan, and many more. Industrial power systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano.
2: you have a pest control problem?
12: Hi, I am Rebecca Robichaud. I am a native of Lafourche Parish, born in Thibodeau. I am an attorney. My law office is on Bayou Lafourche in Raceland. I have been practicing law for 40 years. I have been a tough advocate for all my clients. I will be firm and fair as your judge. Early voting is October 25th through November 1st. Election day is November 8th. I am number 60 on the ballot. Please vote for me. Paid for by the committee to elect Rebecca Robichaud
0: we've got some high school football tonight we've got some high school football tomorrow but we've also got some high school football on saturday that's when Homer christian will be taking on thomas jefferson and we have their coach coach butch terry on the line now butch good afternoon buddy how are you i'm
3: doing good man how you doing
0: Doing fine, bro. That's was a good day. A beautiful day outside. You guys are going out to the city again. Yeah, no doubt. You guys are going out to the city again, taking on Thomas Jefferson, another opportunity to take the field. You guys are fresh off of two straight victories. sure the vibe's pretty good right now over at practice, man. Tell us about how the kids are doing. Man,
3: they're doing great. We actually had that conversation in the practice yesterday yesterday it was probably one of the best practices we had since we started back way way back uh, in August. Man, we were getting at each other, we were hitting hard, the pads were popping, and I just thought, I said, guys, this is this is what we've been working for. This is you know the culture we've been trying to change. We sitting here in week eight or nine, whatever it is. I think it's nine, week nine, and look, uh, and we we still intense, we still hitting hard, and that's just something we haven't seen in Home of Christian in a long, long time. So you know. Like I said, we don't look at that, that, that scoreboard or anything, and we just try to see where the culture's going. And, man, I think we're making some huge strides.
0: I don't know enough about the power-inning math or the numbers or anything to know if you guys could get in or not, but I know you got an opportunity against a five-win opponent in Thomas Jefferson on Saturday. Have you guys done any of that math? Like, do you guys have a shot to punch into the top 24?
3: Well, you know, I, I wasn't an honor student in math, so I mean, the <laughs> formula to the LHS, I mean, the guys that make this formula, the same guys that, that just created all the, the uh, select, non-select stuff. So whatever that <laughs> formula is, it's, it's kind of hard to understand to start with. You know, but like I said, we, I guess we, I, I'll definitely, I mean, I'm looking at it. I can't tell you that I'm not. But, you know, whatever it says, two Sundays from now, I guess we have to go by that. You know, but, you know, that that's not going to dictate how our season is. And we're excited that we got a chance to actually just still be looking at it, I guess you could say. But Thomas Jefferson is actually ahead of us in the power rankings. So I mean, it's it, it, like we told our guys, you know, like the day we played South Flackman uh, a couple of weeks ago, I said playoffs start this. I mean, we 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 in a two month playoff system, guys. It, it, that's the way we have to look at it. We can't lose another ball game and stuff like that. So you know, we know every week it is a playoff game. So. You
0: know, they're five and three, but if you look at some common opponents, it leads you to believe that you guys are going to be able to firmly be in this one. It's gonna be a very competitive game. What are some things they do well on film and what are some things you guys gotta do well to combat them?
3: Well, I think I mean, like I said, we've the same conversation we've been having for nine weeks now, you know. Man, and, and like like, you know, that previous conversation that we said, the, the the wing T gets better as the day the game goes on and it gets better as the season goes on. And and me and our offensive coordinator, Coach Tim, we were talking this week and man, our guys are firing in all cylinders. The last two weeks they have actually understood the concepts. They then only of doing the the things that they have to do, but they're doing a little extra things like, hey, my guy's not there to block. Let me go find somebody else. Where you know, if a guy wasn't there in front of them to start with, they would look around and see. But now they say, hey, let me go get the next guy. And man, it's just clicking. We averaging over 300 yards of contest for the last three weeks. You know, guys, we we just it, it, it's very fun to watch. You know, it's very fun. But as with Thomas Jefferson, they they gonna come and you know they they beat us pretty strong last year. They, you know, I think they still looking and say, hey, we could beat these guys. And uh, they don't do nothing special. They just, you know, they kind of change their offense around. We just have to play quality football on both sides of the
0: ball. You're 4-4 four and four with, with a win in any of these last couple of games. You could clinch a 500 season. If you win them both, you could clinch a winning season. Boy, I, I know that would mean a lot to those kids, man, to be able to say, hey, man, like we had a winning season. It's been a long time coming, building that foundation, but that would be a heck of an accomplishment.
3: That I think that, that's one of our goals. We set out to have a winning season, man, and it, just, it would be so good to us. You know, we worked hard to give us something. You know, we we I really think we're gonna to fall to, uh, two points short of winning the district championship. But going out, you know, getting our seniors out here, our juniors are coming up to know that we we have a chance of being six and four or you know five and five. You know, and, and nobody could label us losers anymore. And they've been doing that for years. And it's just, you, you can't do it no matter how you look at it. Now you, you're gonna we all winners, and now you know the record tilts to where we honestly could say that we are.
0: We've talked about this a little bit in some previous interviews, but. Do you, do you have a lot of returning starters that will be coming back? Like I remember you saying that you guys were a pretty young crew, huh?
3: Yeah, we probably got them all back. To be honest, I think we uh, uh, we we have a couple uh, seniors that really really do come. I think we got three or four that contribute, you know. But the guys sitting behind those guys, you know, we can move some pieces around to to fill those gaps. So am I, I'm disappointed. I am losing these seniors and, the, and their leadership skills and stuff. And like with Cohen Danos, I mean, uh not Cohen, uh, Cohen Lucas and Hayden. Um, Hayden uh I just I got a short. Uh Blanchard, Hayden Blanchard, you know, they, they play some pivotal roles along with Hunter months and Jacob Ballant. you know. So but, you know, we we are young and, and our skill guys, the guys that you read in the paper, pretty much are the guys, you know, that's still in that junior class. So, I mean, we feel very strong about things that's gonna happen next year. We're excited about it. We can't get too excited, you know, because we gotta finish up. But boy, there's a really good, good, you know, beat about what's what could happen next year.
0: Do the, do a lot of those kids play baseball? Will you have them year round, or is it a situation where you know you got some guys that just play football?
3: Well, our basketball coach, he, you know, he, he's kind of—I you know, think he's looking at the power rankings too. You know, his whole basketball team plays football, <laughs> and I got about six or seven that play baseball too. You know, so we're all kind of looking at that kind of thing. You know, and you know, it, it's it's the same. You, you, you know, double A, single A uh, athletics. You know, everybody plays everything. You know, so that that's what we're looking forward to. And that's what things we got to deal with. You know, we're young across all 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 strands. But but it's back to the weather, though. Boy, what a great day for baseball, too, huh? Oh, no doubt about that. What a beautiful day. The only day, thing man. bad about today is the Braves ain't playing. So that's, a, that's the only bad thing. And the Phillies
0: are still on the schedule, right? That's another yeah. bad thing yeah. about it. <laughs> let, <laughs> so, let, let's talk about baseball for a second, man. I know you guys are firmly entrenched in football, but you guys are very excited about Really, all the athletes. I know Richard's excited about basketball. Like we talk so much yeah. about football, because that's the season that we're in. But man, like yeah. the whole sports spectrum over there is looking pretty good. I know Kathy's excited about girls' basketball. Richard's excited about man. the men. Like it's going to be a good athletic year over at Homer Christian.
3: I, I think so. I, like I said, man, I, I, I think you know that people are that There's another school. There's another private school in Homewood that ain't too far away. And man, we compete on a high basis. We got athletes just like all the other schools, and we're gonna play hard. A couple of things we got to change. But, man, like, yeah, you're talking about all, all sports. Man, we're so excited, excited about baseball. You talk about a young class. My, my baseball is a young class, but I still think we compete on a daily basis. We we probably sophomore uh strong and under in baseball, but I, I, I got some guys that can play, so I'm excited about that.
0: Football wise, whenever this season ends, you said you got a bunch of young guys, a lot of them guys coming back. How important is the weight room going to be, man, and making sure they get bigger, faster, and stronger and make those improvements and those strides that they need to to get better?
3: Well, like, like, if, if everybody's wondering, hey, how did Homer Christian get to where they were? He made that commitment about three years ago. And, you know, it, that's probably the biggest thing that we have right now working for us is, is in the weight room of getting bigger, faster, stronger, physically, mentally, and most of all, like we always talk about, spiritually, it gives us that time to reflect on what we got to do and how to get better. So the weight room is a key cog to not only football but all sports. We, we have a, a year-long uh, conditioning and strength and conditioning program all the way through.
0: Very good. Coach, before we let you go, you guys playing on Saturday. Uh, what are some keys to victory? What are some things that the Warriors got to do to get their fifth win of the season?
3: Oh, we got to play sound defense. We got to keep contained on the outside, keep everything plugged up in the middle, and, and there's no weather pursuit that we can tackle these athletes in. Oh, uh, like I said, if anybody gets on the outside, we kind of have a little bit of trouble, but in the middle, we go against anybody. And on the offensive end, and say, hey, let's just keep control of the football, do what we got to do, run our plays, set them up like we do, and they just keep playing football like we have been for the last four weeks.
0: And exactly where is Thomas Jefferson? That's out in the New Orleans area, right?
3: I think it's on the West Bank somewhere.
0: Okay, sounds like a winner.
3: Playing we're playing to save at the same, at Stadium again, so I think they're very close to that.
0: Sounds like a winner. Thanks so much for the time, buddy. Good luck, man.
3: Thank you, man. I appreciate
0: it. Yep, that is Coach Butch Terrio with Home Christian doing a great job. Um, they're 4-4 four and four on the year. They could just as easily be, oh, let's see, that would be 5-3. and three, They could just as easily be 7-1. and one. They lost to Highland Baptist on the one-yard line in week one, 20-14. They lost a close one point, fifteen to fourteen game to CCA. They lost because of a missed two point conversion against South Plaquemine. If all those results go their way, they're seven and one, and the entire conversation would be different. Now they had to learn how to win early in the season. You know they had to learn how to you know to play the full forty eight minutes early in the season. But I'm telling you right now, and he said it a minute ago. I've pretty much got my whole crew back. Next year, there are a lot of teams in this district and maybe even some teams in this area that they may play that are in trouble. They're going to have an excellent football season. They're going to be talented in boys' basketball, girls' basketball. You know what Kathy Luke's coming with. She's going to have a great team. And then baseball-wise, they're going to build it up and piece it together as well. It's a young athletic core, but youth turns into experience. And, heck, they're having success right now with those young guys. Imagine in the future. I'm calling it right now. They're going to win their district championship in football next season. They were two points away and a two-point conversion away from doing it this year. I think they're going to win the district championship in football next year, and I think they're in a really, really good spot as we go forward. So kudos to Butch and his staff on a job well done and uh, building that thing back up there over at home Christian school. Now, I promised you that we would do some volleyball power rating numbers uh, on yesterday's show so let's do that now, just to kind of briefly give you a rundown of where some local teams sit. In Division I, um, it ain't all that pretty, with the exception of Terrebonne, who's number 12 in the state with a 24-18 and 18 record. Hanville's number 6, they're up there, they're quasi-local. HL Bourgeois is 23 with a 27-17 and 17 record. So Terrebonne and Bourgeois look like they'll get in. Everyone else locally is going to be shut out. Central Lafouche won't get in, Thibodeau won't get in. Uh, that that's just kind of the 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 way that the picture stands right now. The way the cookie's going to crumble. Division two, we're going to have several local playoff teams. Assumptions number four in the state with a 23 and 13 record. Boy, are they explosive and prolific. South Lafousa is going to get in there. 24 and 20 on the year. They're 14th in the state in Division two. Ellender's number 17 in the state in Division two with a 14 and 17 record. They're going to get in. South Terrebonne is 10 and 14. They're 20th overall in Division 2. They're going to make the postseason. Then, uh, you know, East St. John's going to miss out. And you're just scrolling down there, some others in the area that are going to miss out there. Division 3, you've got E.D. White sitting at number 5 in the state. They're comfortably in. They're going to be hosting matches, all that good stuff. Vanderbilt, starting to turn it on a little bit. Vanderbilt's number 17 in Division 3. They're 17 and 15 on the year. The Terriers are starting to play better volleyball right now as we get down the final stretch run of the year. They had struggled earlier in the season, but they got into district play and got hot and started to play well. I don't want to face them in the postseason if I'm somebody in Division Division 3 because I know that they're better than that number 17 seed would indicate. Berwick's number 20 in Division 3, Morgan City number 21 in Division 3. We go to Division 4, and I don't think we have anyone in Division 4. Nope, we don't have anyone in Division 4. So we go to Division 5 now, which is where you got CCA and Homa Christian. First off, Central Catholic of Morgan City is 19-8. They're number three in the state. We've got CCA, who's number 15 in the state, and Homa Christian, who's number 16 in the state. So we've got several um, big-time matchups there, several big-time teams there that will be in the postseason. I wanted to shout this out before we wrap up this segment and then we go and talk a little NFL and everything of the sort. There's a huge huge matchup around the state of Louisiana that'll be taking place tomorrow night. Central Catholic of Morgan City is taking on Vermilion Catholic. We talk about Central Catholic a lot. great program, great people out there. We love uh, you know mingling with the cases and. Coach Grogan and all that crew out there. We have nothing but great praise and great things to say about Central Catholic. They're the number one team in the state right now in Division IV Select. Tomorrow, they're taking on Vermilion Catholic, who's the number two team in the state in Division IV Select. That'll be a great matchup. It'll be a whole lot of fun following how that one goes. Best of luck to our friends over in Morgan City. Hopefully, they can make that happen, get a victory on the road, and defend that number one ranking. And Boy, wouldn't it be something if we could be following that team and tracking them on their road as they're going to try to win a state championship. Why not? Go get it. You're in a bracket with Riverside and all some other strong teams. Central Catholic played Riverside earlier this season, and it was a very close, hard-fought, competitive game. So go get it. Go make it happen. We wanted to wish them the absolute best of luck. Try to get Coach Grogan on tomorrow to talk about his team.
1: Let's catch a break when
0: we get back. I'll talk maybe a little Saints, maybe a little LSU, and we'll talk some Thursday night football as well. It's play-by-play on KLEB.
1: The music on the bayou, the all-new Raging Cajun 102.7 FM.
6: Heather Hendricks here, your candidate for LaFouche Parish Judge Division A. Everyone votes in this race from the Fouchon to the St. John community. Up, down, and across the bayou, I've been your prosecutor for eight and a half years, trying over 100 jury and judge trials with federal, state, and local experience. Before practicing law, I was an eighth grade teacher in the public schools for 11 years. So remember, Heather Hendricks for judge. Early voting begins October 25th, and the election is November 8th. Paid for by the committee to elect Heather Hendricks.
5: At Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation.
13: Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about do friend Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called DoFriend Easy Buy? Come see us at dofriendlumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Golfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference.
4: When you order curbside pickup on the new Rousers shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders $35 or more. Download the new Rousers Shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Markets personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Markets. Feels like
5: home. Terrebonne General Health System, where medical science meets the art of caring, is committed to providing the latest advances in medical technology with a gentle caring touch. This is evident in our high-tech, high-touch approach to healthcare. As a trusted healthcare resource, we deliver both life saving, compassionate inpatient services and life changing preventive care, while also providing wellness needs and outreach throughout the Bayou region. To learn about how Terrebonne General is providing innovative healthcare solutions, visit tghealthsystem.com.
6: Heather Hendricks here, your candidate for LaFouche Parish Judge Division A. Everyone votes in this race from the Fouchon to the St. John community, up, down, and across the Bayou. I've been your prosecutor for eight and a half years, trying over 100 jury and judge trials with federal, state, and local experience. Before practicing law, I was an eighth grade teacher in the public schools for 11 years. So remember, Heather Hendricks for judge. Early voting begins October 25th, and the election is November 8th. Paid for by the committee to elect Heather Hendricks.
0: Dennis Allen made some waves yesterday when he announced that Andy Dalton would be the Saints' starter against the Las Vegas Raiders. And then he offered the caveat, which is, hey, Jameis Winston's healthy. He's ready to go. We're just going with Dalton anyway. Kind of an interesting decision there by New Orleans. But when you look at it, Andy Dalton's not been bad. The Saints' offense in the last four games have scored 25, 39, 26 and 34. So the Saints' offense is not the root of the problem, albeit, you know, they do turn it over and, you know, they do make some mistakes. But Andy Dalton's been okay. I mean, he's completing 63% of his passes, seven touchdowns, four interceptions. The Saints um, have been without a lot of their playmakers, which hasn't helped. I think this is a good decision by Dennis Allen. And I don't think that playing Jameis Winston gets you any closer to contention than playing Andy Dalton does. The Saints are in a spot where they're trying to win. They're trying to get their season back right. They think that they could win the NFC South. So who gives you the best shot to do so? I think that's unquestionably Andy Dalton. A lot of folks in New Orleans, oh, man, Jameis this, Jameis that. I'll tell you something about Jameis Winston. Dude's not any good. And look, even if you go back, and, and I, I hear this often too, is that all, oh, man? He's got potential. Look what he did in college. Okay, let's talk about that. Let's look at what he did in college. The knock on Jameis Winston in the NFL is that he's a guy who is boomer bust. He turns it over too much. All right, he had a great freshman season at Florida State 40 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. You know what he did his sophomore season? He turned over the ball like a bakery, just like what he does in the NFL. In his sophomore season, his second year, he only played two years of college, 18 interceptions compared to 25 touchdowns, 18 interceptions in 13 games, playing an ACC schedule, meaning that he was facing teams that would only have maybe one NFL defensive back at all. This is just what Jameis Winston is. It's a guy who was on a great Florida State team, got hot, played great at the right time, can make all the throws, is somewhat athletic, but who can't help himself. Who can't help himself. When the pressure comes, when he's under duress, he's going to turn it over. In three games this season, he turned it over five times. So you get two versions of Jameis, right? You either get the normal Jameis, which is super aggressive, turning it over like a bakery, or you get the Jameis from last year before the injury, which is a guy that's so scared to turn it over that he just doesn't do anything. Just doesn't do anything. And all the folks are screaming and yelling at the their, their radio dial right now. Oh, he played seven games last year. And, and, and the Saints had a great record in those seven games. The, the, the Saints were 5-2. and two. They won a game 13-10. to 10. They lost to the Giants at home. They beat a game. They won a game against New England where Winston had 128 yards passing. The first three games of the year last year, he never had over 150 yards passing in any of them. Like, give me a break. Give me a break. If you really truly believe that the Saints were five and two last year to start the year because of anything that Jameis Winston was doing, I've got a mountainside cabin in Fushaw that you could rent from me at any time. The Saints were winning those games because they were getting dominant defense. And they could win games again if they were still getting dominant defense. But that's the problem is that they're not. Their defense right now is a train wreck. 42 points given up to Arizona. 30 points given up to the Bengals. 32 points given up to the Seahawks. 28 points given up to the Vikings. That's four games in a row that you've given up 28 or more points. In the NFL... If you're starting the game knowing, hey, I got to score at least 30 to win, guess what? You're going to be two and five. You're going to be two and five. The Saints are a team that lacks an identity right now, but none of that has to do with Andy Dalton. The Saints are a team that is aging on defense. And doesn't have great depth because of some salary cap issues. But none of that has to do with Andy Dalton. If New Orleans is truly trying to make one final push at winning the NFC South. And your two options of, right, which one of these guys gives us the best chance to do that. To me, the answer is clear and it's unquestionably Andy Dalton who gives you the best chance to win the NFC South. Now, I'll concede this. I don't think that either option is a great option because while I'm over here talking up how Dalton's a better option than Jameis Winston, it's truly like saying, oh, you know, Vienna sausage is better than spam. We both know at the end of the day, neither one's gourmet food. We, we both know at the end of the day, we would rather have steak than Vienna sausage or spam. We'd rather have salmon than Vienna sausage or spam. Like we're choosing between two not ideal options two options that you could find on a clearance rack at the end of the Walmart store, right? We understand that. But if being given the two options and only the two options that we have present, Andy Dalton gives them the best chance. We've got Thursday Night Football tonight. Um, We'll have Tom Brady, the Tampa Bay Bucs, taking on the Ravens. It'll be a lot of fun to see. Can the Bucs bounce back? They're injured. They're beat up. Uh, if, If they look real bad again tonight, like they're they're done. Like, they they don't have a whole lot of life. Their quarterback's forty-five. You don't want to get hit. They they've got injuries. Like, there's only so many more licks that they could take before we have to just understand and realize and accept that this big run and this big surge that a lot of folks are expecting them to make just might not happen. Can they beat Baltimore today? Yeah, I think they can. But can they lay a complete egg and get blasted by Baltimore tonight? I could see that happening too. You got to chase Lamar Jackson around on a short week defensively with a defense that's a little bit nicked up with some injuries. And, yeah, I could absolutely see that being a big issue for Tampa tonight. That's a big football game for them. And very quickly, we'd be remissed. <laughs> we'd be remiss if we did not poke fun at your Los Angeles Lakers. And when I say your, I'm not talking about any of you because I know that you guys mostly don't like the Los Angeles Lakers. The Lakers are 0-4. They got their asses kicked last night by the Denver Nuggets, 110-99. to No Russell Westbrook in the lineup. Surprise, surprise, he's faking an injury right now because he's disappointed at the way that the season is going. The Lakers shot 8 of 30 from the three-point line, 26%. They can't even shoot from the free-throw line. They were not even 70% there. And they couldn't get stops defensively. And as I'm watching the game, which was broadcast on ESPN, and I'm seeing J.J. Redick and Richard Jefferson talk about the construction of the Lakers roster, they're both saying the obvious while also hiding the elephant in the room. They're both saying, well, the Lakers, as they're currently constructed, are not capable of winning games. Well, duh, we know that. They're 0-4, they look terrible. But then they both also added the caveat of Well, they're gonna have to look and do some things and hit the trade market. With what? I've been telling you guys since I started this show. Go back in the archives to the summer. They're all in the Apple Podcast library. Go back to the summer. What did I tell you guys about the Lakers? What did I tell you guys? They don't have enough talent on their roster to be competitive. They don't have any draft picks to trade to get competitive. They don't have any young pieces or anything that anybody would want to trade to get better. They're stuck. This is what they are. They're one of the worst teams in the NBA, and they have no means to get better. LeBron James is closer to 40 than he is to 30. He's starting to look his age. Anthony Davis, I don't know what the hell has happened to him. He's not an elite player anymore in any stretch of the imagination. Russell Westbrook is one of the worst players in the NBA now per contract and given all the weight and everything that you want to give to that. They added Patrick Beverly. He's not moving the needle. They got Lonnie Walker. He's not moving the needle. They don't have any shooting at all. They're stuck. They are stuck. So the only thing that they could do is make some sort of desperation trade, dumping Russell Westbrook to someone else for another problem child that might end up being worse than the problems that they have right now. They are completely stuck. And the reason why I talk about them so damn much here is because the Pelicans have all their draft picks for the next several years. The Pelicans own a pick swap with the Lakers, meaning that if the Lakers' draft pick is better than the Pelicans' one is, the Pelicans could take it. The Lakers are going to have a lottery pick, and the Pelicans are going to take it from them. And the Pelicans are in position to potentially get a top five, top ten pick because of the Lakers ineptitude it's beautiful beautiful to see one more nba caveat one more little nba tidbit of people we like to pick on here ben simmons last night as the brooklyn nets fell 110 to 99 110 to 99 must have been the the score of ineptitude last night the lakers lost 110 to 99 the brooklyn nets lost 110 to 99 that was the score of ineptitude last night ben simmons had 4 points 2 of 7 shooting, 0 of 2 from the free-throw line, but heaven forbid we make a a shot outside of the lane. 5 rebounds, 9 assists. He had a play during the game last night, y'all. He's driving to the goal unguarded, and he passes it out to the three-point line. In the video, you could hear Kyrie Irving screaming, shoot it, Ben! The Nets need to just send this guy home. The Nets need to just send this guy home. Much less play him 34 minutes. In 4 games this season, Ben Simmons has scored, let me do the loose math here, 11, 17, in 4 games Ben Simmons scores Ben Simmons has scored 21 points in 4 games. In 4 games, shooting 33% from the free throw line. from the field shooting, only shots in the paint. The dude is an offensive train wreck. His player efficiency rating is 7.09. That would be akin to a guy in Major League Baseball batting 150. And look, there are some guys in Major League Baseball that bat 170, 180 at times, but they hit 40 home runs, so the team forgives it. Imagine a guy batting 150 that does not hit home runs that just hit singles, they wouldn't be in the lineup for long, would they? Why the hell is Ben Simmons playing 35 40 minutes for the Nets, contributing just about nothing? It's a train wreck. Steve Nash got thrown out of the game last night, he's gonna get thrown out of that organization soon. The Nets and the Lakers are in a competition, a dead heat to see which NBA team is the biggest mess. And you love to see it. Let's catch a break when we get back. We're going to Chris Dugat Thibodeau High School. Uh, his Tigers have a big matchup tonight with Terrebonne. I, I say tonight. It might be tomorrow. I'll figure that out. That's one of the games that I don't think has gotten moved yet. It's play-by-play on KLEB with Coach Duga out of this break.
1: You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.
9: The music on the bayou, the Rage and Cajun, 1600 AM, KLEB and 102.7 FM.
2: As a father of triplet girls, State Representative Tanner McGee defended our conservative family values in the legislature. Now, he wants to bring those same values to the Court of Appeal. A respected attorney with over a decade of legal experience, Tanner McGee will be a judge who upholds the Constitution, defends the rule of law, and protects our families from violent criminals, just like he protects his own. Tanner McGee for Judge. Paid for by the Friends of Tanner McGee.
7: There are over 3,600 RV dealerships in North America, and just over 1% of those earn the prestigious Top 50 Dealer Award. Bence RV is proud to be in that 1%. Being a Top 50 dealer takes dedication to our customers, offering the best RV brands in the market, great service, and a huge parts selection. Our goal at Bens RV is to enhance customer experiences through our commitment to customer satisfaction. Come on over to Bens RV to experience a Top 50 dealer or visit us at BenceRV.com.
2: Wrestling has more than one royal family.
1: Playoff
0: football starts in two weeks, but let's be honest. It actually starts tomorrow night for both Thibodeau and Terrebonne. Those two teams got to win and they're facing one another. It'll be tomorrow night, and we have Thibodeau football coach Coach Chris Dugas on the line now. Coach, good afternoon, man. How are you? How's
14: it going, man? It's going great over
0: here. Good. It's going well here too, man. Um, a lot of high school football in the area tonight, but you guys are locking horns tomorrow against Terrebonne, as we said in the intro. It's a playoff game. You guys got to have it. They've got to have it. I'm sure there's going to be um, a lot of uh, uh, effort on both sides as the kids are going to be emptying the tank, trying to survive and, and get a win
14: yeah uh you know I told our guys two weeks ago when we lined up against h l over here this was the first week of the playoffs, you know, so I kind of feel like our guy's mentality has been we've been in the playoffs for two weeks, this is our you know third playoff game 'cause we we gotta win to keep moving, so uh you know they they you know they know what the drill is pretty much you know uh the last two weeks has been the same, so we just gotta do a lot of the same you know uh Play better defensively like we've been playing the last two weeks and uh just keep scoring, you know, and uh we've been pretty good offensively the entire year, so hopefully we can we can continue to uh put points on the board.
0: Most coaches don't like homecoming a whole lot, much less whenever it's maybe your biggest game of the season and it's homecoming. Man, how got, have you guys been able to juggle that, man? As you got your your homecoming and then you got a huge matchup and the kids are coming and going. How have you guys been able to juggle that so far this week?
14: It's always tough. You know, there's always a lot of distractions with homecoming. You know, you got uh, homecoming court, uh, you know, things going on throughout the week to honor homecoming, uh, the pep rally, stuff like that. So there's always a lot of things going on. And I just tell our guys, be focused on the task at hand. The first task for us is terrible in high school and winning the game. You know, that's the most important thing of this week is to win the football game. We win the football game, we get to, you know, keep plugging, hopefully, and, and, uh, you know, keep pushing towards a playoff push. So uh, I think our guys are focused. We've had good practices this week. You know, for us, it's, uh, not as much as homecoming, but this flu outbreak has kind of gotten us the last couple of weeks. You know, it kind of started uh, the week at HL. We started seeing some some kids with the flu. And then last week at Central, we traveled really light. We had to leave a lot of guys home that were sick. So, uh, you know, it's, that's, that's my main concern right now is this flu outbreak. It's gotten – quite a few of our kids and we got kid. you know, you get two or three back and then you get two or three more that get sick. So, uh, it's been kind of a struggle for us with that.
0: Do you almost do some of the old COVID stuff of trying to maybe isolate some position groups or do you do anything to try to limit their exposure or is it just, you know, Hey man, we're going to pr- try to prepare and just hope that we get lucky with it.
14: Yeah, we do. We, we, we're not really able to isolate too well by position right now. You know, uh, we got a lot of guys going both ways there you uh, go. the last few weeks. So it's been tough uh to, to you know to isolate by position or anything like that. We just hopefully it runs its course and it runs through and uh we can we can get our, our guys back. We are getting close to getting most of our guys back, but we're not quite there yet. Uh maybe another maybe by Friday we get another kid back and you, you know, one kid you think, Well, that don't make a difference, but if that kid is a key guy or, or a guy that plays some special teams, that's, that's a big deal, you know? Yeah, no
0: doubt. And man, uh, looking at it on paper, this should be a very evenly matched game. Terra Bones got a big offensive and defensive line. They've got some explosive playmakers, as do you. Uh, looking at it on the tape, you know, I know you said Saturday teams kind of mirror one another. What are some things that they do that you guys are going to have to combat on Friday?
14: Well, obviously the quarterback. The quarterback's a really good player. And uh, not only can he throw the football, and, and one is definitely a weapon on the edge, but it, it's when he, you know, when things break down and, and you pressure him and he makes plays with his legs. I think that's the thing that scares us the most about him, his ability to run. And uh, we're going to have to keep him contained. That's been a big focus in practice the entire week is keeping him contained, keeping him in front of us, because uh, a lot of the big plays that Terabon makes or through his legs, so uh, we definitely have to be focused on stopping that.
0: You know, defense, as you said a minute ago, it played better in the last two weeks. But this is going to be your biggest, you know, test in those you know, that little stretch here. Because Terrible Bones probably more advanced offensively than Bourgeois and Central. Are you guys up for the challenge, man? You think those guys are going to have a good week?
14: Yeah, we've had some good practices. Like I said, we've got guys coming in and out with uh, you know with being sick, but we've had good upbeat practices uh i mean you would swear we're we're undefeated right now the way we practice and and that's been the case all year our kids really practice well and uh you know i feel good about it i feel good about the where our defense is now i feel like we've improved a lot especially in coverage that was a big achilles heel for us early in the year was coverage we we just we just didn't cover well we we busted assignments a lot i feel like uh, that's been a focus for us defensively in practice is working on coverages and making sure everybody knows their assignments, where to go. You know, if we're playing zone, this is your zone. If we're playing man, knowing who you have and things like that. So uh, I think we've definitely gotten better in that. And and that's going to be big against Terribone because in the last three weeks, the teams we've faced, HL uh, Central and Terribone, Terribone probably throws it around a little bit more than the other two do
0: one of the things that i always ask my my buddy and, and broadcast partner coach brian Colley, about is whenever he was coaching man he used to say the thing that was hardest on him was the amount of pressure that he put on himself to either win a game or make the playoffs or whatever it may be and he said you know it was it was so difficult because of the internal pressure that he had put on himself you guys have been in that playoff mode for now a couple of weeks and you got a big one coming up friday What's it like for you right now, man? Because I know that you know, yeah, you you going to make a game plan, and the kids got to go execute. But you guys want this bad, and you guys want to you know have some success and everything. What's it like for you right now, going through this?
14: Oh, it's always pressure. You know, it's always pressure for a head coach having to go through this and having the game plan, and especially when you backs up against the wall. It's a lot easier to coach when when you're not up against the wall, and you know, and, and you and you feel like you're in a situation where okay, we're we're okay no matter what. Well, we're not okay no matter what. You know, we have to win. So there's definitely a lot of pressure there. And, I mean, in our program, you know, through the years that, that I've been here has been known as a playoff program. You know, we missed last year, which was a rarity for us. And uh, we want to get back there. That's that's a big thing for us. And and like I tell the kids all the time, there's three, there's three separate seasons in a football season. There's your pre-district season, there's your district season, and then playoffs. And when you get to the playoffs – it's a third season, and everybody's zero and zero. So it doesn't matter if we go in at five and five or four and six or whatever we go in as, it's, we just got to get there. Because when we get there with zero and zero, the team we're facing is zero and zero, and it's a new season. So right now we're in the second part of that season right now, that district push, and we just got to finish it strong.
0: No doubt about that. What are going to be some of the keys to victory? What are some things you guys got to do well to, to beat a very good, terrible team tomorrow in your home field?
14: Obviously, limit the quarterback on the ground. You know, uh, we we can't let him make big plays with his legs. I mean, that's the biggest thing. Sure, tackling, making sure we use the sideline as our friend, force him out of bounds, and keep him in front of us. Don't let him make big plays. Offensively, just keep on keeping on. I mean, we just got to keep the train rolling with Ian, DeMarcus, Owen, and the rest of the band, and just, you know, just keep putting up points. And, uh, you know, if we do that, I feel good about our chances. Very good. Look, brother, thanks so much for the time. Good luck, man. All right,
0: man. Thanks. Yep. There's Coach Chris Duga They have to have it. Terrebonne has to have it. Um it's gonna be a fun one. It's gonna be a fun one to track. And for the Terrebone team, um, you know, they just need something to feel good about over there, man. Look, I'm not gonna dive into detail. You guys that are on Facebook and social media, and you guys know what's going on and what has gone on. They just need something to feel good about. Um and then Thibodeau. They think that they're better than their record would indicate. I tend to agree. They played a brutal schedule. This will be a fun matchup. You look at the common opponents. Um, Thibodeau beat H.L. Bourgeois more decisively than Terrebonne did, but Terrebonne maybe gave East St. John a better ride than Thibodeau did. Like it's going to be competitive. It's going to be close. This is one where I think in the third and fourth quarters we'll be looking at it and saying, well, you know, it's seventeen to thirteen or, you know, twenty-four to twenty-one. I think it'll be one that Maybe the last team that has it will be the team that has the best opportunity to pull it away. For Terrebonne, uh, they probably have to win, too. We talked about that earlier in the week. They probably have to win, too. You beat Thibodeau, you're getting 13 for the win. Um, You're 32nd right now. If you were to lose to Hanville the next week, you're not getting a whole lot there. Because Hanville's not this big powerhouse program this year. They probably got to win both to get in. Thibodeau... If they beat Terabone, get the 13, and then fall to Destrahan, you're getting 10 there, they can maybe still sneak in. It'd be really close. They can maybe sneak in. I think that Thibodeau is like a 60-40 shot to make it to the playoffs, winning one out of two. I think Terabone's more like a 15% shot to get into the playoffs, winning one out of two. Obviously, if Terabone wins, both coming home, they'll get in. And obviously, if Thibodeau wins, both coming home, they'll get in. But I think that this one is... Is, is huge for, for both, but I do think that Terrebonne doesn't clinch a spot if they win, whereas Thibodeau would kind of be sitting pretty if they win. So we'll be following that one. Let's catch a break when we get back, talk a little LSU, and then we'll also um, get you your betting picks and get out of here. It's play-by-play on KLEB.
1: The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM.
12: Hi, I am Rebecca Show. I am a native of LaFouche Parish, born in Thibodeau. I am an attorney. My law office is on Bayou Lafouche in Raceland. I have been practicing law for 40 years. I have been a tough advocate for all my clients. I will be firm and fair as your judge. Early voting is October 25th through November 1st. Election day is November 8th. I am number 60 on the ballot. Please vote for me. Paid for by the committee to elect Rebecca Robichaud.
13: Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called DoFriend Easy Buy? Come see us at DoFriendLumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Do Friend difference.
10: Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with. Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional, serving LaFouche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators. For the most trusted brands in the industry, Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins, Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems, power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano.
5: There are over
7: 3,600 RV dealerships in North America, and just over 1% of those earn the prestigious Top 50 Dealer Award. Bence RV is proud to be in that 1%. Being a Top 50 dealer takes dedication to our customers, offering the best RV brands in the market, great service, and a huge parts selection. Our goal at Bens RV is to enhance customer experiences through our commitment to customer satisfaction. Come on over to Bens RV to experience a Top 50 dealer, or visit us at BenceRV.com.
13: One
0: more segment of play-by-play to go before we dive into this part of the show. I want to thank our sponsors for allowing us to be here today. The Blue Boot Foundation, Bents RV, located on Highway 90 in Boutique, Southland Dodge and Homa, industrial power systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. Do friend building materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz off the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Rouse's Markets Feels Like Home. Golden Motors, where Price is Priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. And then also tonight, uh, another Thursday night kickoff, join us for varsity football coverage pregame, 6.30, kickoff 7 o'clock, South Lafourche and Ellender. Broadcast is sponsored by 3T Oil, Lady of the Sea General Hospital, State Bank and Trust Company, Advanced Eye Institute, State Farm Agent Ashley Barrios, Danos, Golden Motors, Dufriend Building Materials, Tanner McGeefer Judge Court of Appeals, Thibodeau Regional Medical Center, Joe Septic Contractors, Terrebonne General Medical Center, Southland Dodge, Rouse's Markets, South Lafourche Bank, Rev, and Heather Hendricks, candidate for Lafourche Parish Judge Division A. LSU got a big commitment uh, yesterday, football-wise, a linebacker from Texas. I'll tell you the particulars and the specifics in just a second. One of the big things that a lot of folks were concerned with is LSU made a big wave of, of recruiting commitments or got a big wave of recruiting commitments over the summer. And a lot of folks, and heck, my, myself included, I, w- I was concerned about this, as was everyone, is, yeah, you know, they're making this big surge. Can they keep these guys committed? They've not had a decommitment all season, and a lot of the folks that are currently committed to the program have since closed down their recruiting which showing that you know, things are going pretty well in Baton Rouge. The commitment is from Christian uh, Brothwaite, a 6'1", 225 linebacker from Cypress, Texas. He was previously committed to Baylor, but he's now committed to LSU. One of the things that I love the most about this LSU recruiting class, what are we seeing from the Tigers right now under Brian Kelly? We're seeing a team that wants to win at the line of scrimmage. Got three offensive linemen committed and four defensive linemen committed. That's good. We're seeing a team that wants to win on the edges. Got three wide, excuse me, four wide receivers committed, six defensive backs committed. So, one of the things that I think that Les Miles did often, and that at the end of Bebe, he did a little bit, was. Les and Ed at times would recruit for the star rating. They would recruit a guy maybe that wasn't even at much of a position of need just to say that they got him, just to say that they had a top three class or a top four class or whatever, so that when they were at a speaking engagement or whatever, they could say, oh, well, you know, we out-recruited Auburn or we had a better recruiting class than Georgia or, or whatever it may be. Brian Kelly feels like, and I'm basing this on how he salvaged the last class and how he's built this class, seems like it's going to be more of a I don't give a damn about where 24-7 rivals are on three or I don't give a damn where they're going to rank us. I'm going to go get football players that are going to help us win. So it's an, it's a recruiting class that is fitting the needs of the team more. Just about everything that they've got in this class fits the needs of the team. Stockpiling offense and defensive linemen. Stockpiling wide receivers. Getting elite defensive backs. Getting some linebackers. Like, I feel like they're plugging the holes better than what they did at the end of Coach O's tenure. And I think that that is going to be something that will pay dividends over time. Now, very quickly... We've got to get you your betting picks, and then we'll wrap up today's show. Um, yesterday, we did okay with our betting picks, and over on Patreon, we actually had a winning day. Boy, it's been a rough month of October. That's one thing about me, bro. Like I, I'll I'll boast whenever it's right, but I'll also tell you whenever it's wrong. It was a bit of a struggle in October, but we did have some big August and Septembers over on Patreon. Tonight, I like Tom Brady over 277.5. I just, on Thursday night, the defenses usually suck and I think Tom Brady with his back against the wall is going to be good tonight. I like Brady to go over 277.5 for Tampa. Uh, I think that the Bucks are going to have a pretty good offensive showing today against Baltimore. In the NBA tonight, it's kind of a lighter slate. I like over 225 for Dallas and the Nets. The Nets don't guard. Dallas plays with a slow pace, but the Nets don't guard. I think both teams will get some offense there. And I look for the Clippers to bounce back and blow past Oklahoma City 6-6. Oklahoma city actually got them a couple nights ago, but I look for a bounce back there. And then I also like the Grizzlies minus three over the Kings. The Kings aren't any good. The Grizzlies have John Moran, who might be one of the best players in the NBA. He's taken another huge leap forward. So I like those games today for our betting picks tonight. We're at South Lafouche high school. We're going to be broadcasting the Tarpons and the Patriots. Can't wait to give that one to our community. Um, It's senior night, so if you don't have anything to do this afternoon and you want to go and and watch uh, some very gifted young men and women be honored because, look, they don't just honor the football players. They'll honor the cheerleaders and the band members and the dance team members. If you want to go and give a round of applause for some very talented seniors who have had to go through hell, right? And I know it firsthand because my nephew is one of them. My nephew is a senior band member. They've had to go through COVID, which shut down a school year. And then they had to go through a hurricane, which caused chaos. And you're going to campus in different buildings and wearing a mask. and They've had to go through hell. But they made it through to the other side. And they're continuing to play either music or competing on the field, continuing to cheer, continuing to dance continuing to smile, continuing to have fun, continuing to be present through one of the craziest times in our world. I tell my nephew this all the time. One day, you're going to be 30 years old sitting at a bar room somewhere, and you're going to say, man, let me tell you about my high school experience. Because they're going to be maybe talking to somebody who's 35, 40 years old who didn't have to deal with any of this stuff. They're going to be able to say, well, let me sit down, pour a drink. Let me tell you about what my time was like having to go through the school getting, you know, not destroyed, but severely damaged, having to go through the community getting severely damaged, having to go through, I was in a damn softball dugout on a Wednesday. By the Friday, the entire school system was closed. The entire world was closed. Having to do virtual learning, A-B schedule, wearing masks, shot mandates, contact tracing, everything. They survived it all. So if you got a little bit of time today and you could get to the stadium a hair early, go give them a round of applause because they certainly deserve it. I'll be back tomorrow. We're gonna have Chandler, we're gonna have Damien, we're gonna recap um, a lot of games, right? It's usually our Friday show's previewing games. Tonight we're gonna be, or tomorrow we're gonna be recapping games because there's a lot of games on the Thursday schedule. Have a wonderful rest of the day. I'm looking out the window. It looks gorgeous out there. Can't wait to go spend a little bit of time under that sun. Have a great day. God bless you all. We'll be back tomorrow. You're listening to Play by Play on KLEB. Um, keep the radio dial on KLEB because we've got some Tarpon football tonight. God bless everybody.
1: The French Connection, the all-new Region Cajun, 102.7 FM.